0: All right, well, this is Quartz Indiana Podcast. We are kind of doing a little bonus podcast. We did a, last year we did a trade deadline podcast right after Sabonis got dealt. I love talking about the NBA almost more than I talk, eh, probably more than I'd like talking about high school basketball, but but um with the trade deadline approaching, the Pacers kind of being part of that talk, Dustin Dupirak, who is formerly on the IU beat. Him and Zach Osterman are two guys that I've communicated with a lot over the years, and Dustin has joined me now. He is the Pacers beat writer for the Indianapolis Star, uh, which is sort of a kind of relatively speaking a new gig. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what well, you didn't you didn't even start the year there, right?
1: No, no. It um, for various reasons took us a while to to get everything moved over, and uh, yeah. I want to say I was ten games in. I think yeah. so. It yeah, would have well, been. When I think move, November when, 7th was my first
0: game. When things started to get shuffled there. Well, anyway, Dustin is joining me. Thank you for, for giving of your time. I know you'd rather be talking, talking. talking about IU basketball <laughs> and talking about all the different places you, you hang out at in Bloomington and things like that. But uh, it's it's good, good talking about the Pacers. So, I mean, I don't have a definite plan for this or definitely not a script or anything like that. What... Miles Turner obviously signing his extension sort of changed was one big change in the franchise. The other big change was the Pacers going what one and eleven in the the wake of Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Would you would you say yeah. those two things? I mean, I would think those two things kind of clouded clouded a little bit what Indiana might do. Would you agree with that, or 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 maybe maybe
1: not? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, I, it, it's 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 on kind of two different tracks. It's what you would have expected when the season started, and what you would have expected before Tyrese got hurt uh, right. are are kind of two different things. Um, and and so the the Turner extension are obviously is is kind of the biggest thing because he was obviously considered I think coming into the year one of the most likely players in the NBA to get traded. Uh, and obviously, Ooh. when this season began, they they were I think completely of the mind that uh, you know this was. They, I'm sure they would not have used the word the word tank, but I mean I think they would have thought they would have been in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, and that it mm-hmm. would be they were would have been with Detroit and Houston and San Antonio at the bottom there, and 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 that they wouldn't be looking to keep any um, pieces that uh, you know were down to their last year on their contract or their last two years. I mean I think it, you know it it was a highly likely possibility that uh, both Turner and Heald were going to move, um, you right. know in 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 October when the season started. And when they started winning and they, I think, uh, you know, and we talked to Kevin Pritchard about this at length on, um, on the day that, that miles or the day that miles officially signed his contract, basically the, the, the announcement of the extension. Um, he definitely views this core, I think much differently than yeah. he did in October. He would yeah. say that they, straight a out. Lot of uh, a yeah. lot. Of, so, you know, I, even signing miles and, 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 you know, um, I, it was good. Greg Doyle made a point of asking him, this means he's not getting traded, right? And and, and Pritchard came out and said, look, we, we don't sign a player to trade a player. We sign a player to sign a player. And they wanted right. to send, you know, send a message that they wanted to keep him. So even though he can technically be dealt, it's not... You know, uh, unless he's going to pull a very, very fast one, Miles Turner is still going to be the, in the team on Friday, and that's a story like that. That is of note because it was much different than was, was considered. I mean, you know, obviously Miles was openly talking about being moved himself. So that happened because they won. Um, that happened because they won because you know, uh, you know, as as Richard said, you know, he he saw a connection between. Halliburton and Turner that he thinks is was something worth preserving he he sees that Halliburton gets the most out of Turner um and that that on the flip side that means Turner is good enough that you know it, it's not just that Tyrese could get the best out of everybody it's it's that he specifically can um you know uh, just maximize Turner's talents uh you right. know can make him uh, basically with with Halliburton as his point guard Turner can be a top 10 center in the league you know right. I mean like obviously you're not right. getting him into that higher echelon but I don't, he well, is he's, worth he's keeping now. But that tells you,
0: yeah. I think he's different in but, a lot of ways. I mean, because he's he's the kind of basket-facing rim protector, basket-facing on offense, rim protector on defense that, that teams covet. And there was no – from the instant Sabonis mm-hmm. – I mean, I'm on record on Twitter, a lot of different places probably, uh, on social media that once Sabonis got dealt, there was no way they were going to deal Turner until they saw him play with Halliburton. Certainly not for yeah. nickel pennies on the dollar, you know, or, sure. or you know quarters. And however you want to, you know, four pieces don't make don't, don't always make a hole, or four quarters mm-hmm. don't always make a hole in this instance. But the the signing of DeAndre Ayton to an offer sheet kind of undercut that a little bit. Um, but I don't yeah. think anybody felt, and I'm not, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I don't think anybody felt like Phoenix wouldn't match that offer. So it was still kind of confusing as to why the Pacers stepped into that. And I'm not looking to get to talk about that in terms of you weren't even on the beat when that happened. So as far as no, psyche no. and you know, thought processes, it, it didn't make sense, but what, what Halliburton has done with Turner, what Turner has done through probably directive of what, of working with the staff is become a very good rim run big, which is something he hadn't been. Mm-hmm. And, but he's right. never had the opportunity to be a rim run big. And he was very clear. I think even before Sabonis was, was dealt last year that, he wanted those minutes and mm-hmm. this is, and now we're seeing what he can do with those minutes. And did you get a sense before Halliburton got injured? Cause I wanted him to be a buyer. Did you get a sense that they were going to look to be buyers? Even if it obviously that probably melt, meant they were going to deal healed or, or Duarte in some sort of package. Did you get a sense they were looking to be buyers or do you get does that type of information? A, a little bit. Package? I mean,
1: that- yeah, it wasn't really coming across and, and sort of talking to Kevin, um, you know, again, like after Turner staying and I've got, you know, it's it's been kind of a slow process for me to sort of create, you know, relationship with the front office, obviously, because you jump right in and you're covering game after game after game after game. And so just starting to get around those guys. Uh, and And obviously, again, the most I've gotten out of where their head is at is, is, is really from that press conference, but also, you know, the, the writers, you know, uh, myself, Tony East and Scotty Agnes and Mike Merritt, um, you know, got a, a, about 10, 15 minutes with Kevin Pritchard after, after that to kind of talk about the signing, but also just sort of where it lands in the big picture. And I thought he was very, very frank with us. And, um, I, I would say that, they were would, would have probably been willing to be buyers they i i think they are certainly less aggressive after that um they, they might have been more willing to to make a leap but um pritchard really he really struck me as a person who was talking about an asset that he needed to protect like something that is mm-hmm. fragile that he needs to sort of keep and doesn't need to mess with uh and i it, there was, he 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 made a point, like he he brought up a lot of other guys, you know, sort of in terms of how he views them and how it almost to kind of say, like, this is how my feelings changed in terms of the assets that I have and what I think that they are and and who I want to be a part of this. And And the um, quote I keep coming back to, he's like, you know, Buddy, he said, Buddy's got his quirks, but, you know, Buddy's a part of something. And he said, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what it is yet, but he's a part of something. And, you know, I, I think that's a little bit of a, a, a sort of a misspeak stream of consciousness, uh, you know, thing in in, in just the, the exact syntax of what he said. But what it means to me is that he like there's value to buddy healed on this team. And if there's value to buddy healed on this team, you kind of got to reconsider a lot of other things Um, because seemingly, you know, with, with miles signed, you know, he's the veteran that's only got one more year on his deal. He's the easiest guy to move. He's 30 years old. He could go go to somebody else and, and kind of plug and play um, from a purely basketball perspective, but his piece, the way he fits this chemistry is unique. It's specific. Um, You know, he's, really tight with Halliburton and and Halliburton gets him. Like you, if if you're around buddy, buddy's a little bit of an out there kind of guy and you got to put some work into making buddy fit. And, they have and he fits. And so that makes him more valuable to them than he is to other people, I think, at this stage. I mean, it did not end well for him in Sacramento. So it's not no. a situation where wherever you put Buddy, he's going to be fine. That's not necessarily the case. He's in good shape there. So there's value to that. Uh, and I think he knows that. And I think there's he sees that there's something worth keeping there. Um, yeah. So I think he looks at all of this you know, with this group. It fits. And it's like, how much do you want to shake it up? And he doesn't seem super into the idea. He I mean, he talked about growing organically. So, uh, you know, that's not to say they wouldn't make any move. That's not to say he's yeah. going to completely stand pat or, or that he's going to protect this team like it's, you know, uh, a priceless artifact that he can't, you know, move anything. But um, so my bottom line is I think he but, but I think he would have been more willing to make a move i think right. he would have meant to make us flash move to move somebody and say this is the piece that we need to be uh, to, to actually challenge in the east and you know maybe you don't go anywhere like uh, you're, you're probably you know e- even on the track that they were on you know you're, you're you're not gunning for a title but the idea of winning a series isn't crazy you know right. you're still going to be you know box and whatever you know whatever you would get into but the idea of you know getting into a full playoff series and having a chance to win it wasn't completely out of the question the way they were playing, uh, before Halliburton yeah. got hurt. So, I, I would say it, that's it, less than the trajectory. They probably would have had more reason to, you know, hey, you got to go get a power forward, that's the one thing you're missing. You know, like they still, that they, still,
0: need, they, still need that. they still they still They do, that. they do. It's right. just a
1: question of what are they willing to trade for now? You well, know?
0: let's and let's be clear though, the last three deals that Pritchard's made and if there's any if there's any smaller deals that I that I've missed but the last three bigger deals they've made have come out of the blue i mean have have, mm-hmm. have or at the very least in, in trading Victor Oladipo there was a piece of that they didn't think they would get they got for what victor was at the at the moment they got a pretty great situ- pretty great deal and i'm not including yeah. the revert the cleveland trade in that either but i'm talking about paul george's trade where we get that at midnight on the, the cusp of free agency, however many years ago that was uh, that, that brought mm. us a bonus and VO BO, dealing, dealing Victor. Um, and, and not only dealing Victor, but what we got back in it, what the Pacers got back in it, in terms of Lavert, who was, you know, still seen as a, a viable wing prospect, a viable wing asset. And then of right. course the bonus trade completely blew the doors off of everybody's expectations and, and came out of, mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. And, and, and I would say the Pacers have won in each of those deals, even though they probably should have, maybe could have gotten a pick out of uh, o- o- Oklahoma City in the Paul George trade. Um, but but I would still say the way that trade turned out, I mean, Pritchard wins his trades. And so anytime he makes mm. a deal, or we were itching to make a deal, like someone like me, this is like Christmas time for me, by the way. I don't know. I've always looked forward to trade deadline year, or trade, the trade deadline time of year. But, you know, Pritchard, I, he's made a lot of right moves. Let's just say that. And obviously, sometimes that's good fortune versus strict knowledge because you make a trade, you're, mm-hmm. you think it's going to work out because this, like, well, like betting that Sabonis could be something bigger than what he was, betting that Victor could have been special. Right. Uh, and then in the flip mm-hmm. side of betting that Miles Turner could be, you know, great as the as the post as the lone big, that, not not, the, mm-hmm. and they still need a power forward. But but I was looking forward to them being buyers, and the logjam they kind of mm-hmm. have in the backcourt of obviously Halliburton's the point guard, but then you've got Mather and Duarte and Heald who identify primarily as shooting guards, and. Mm-hmm they play them together a lot they start them together but i do think that makes the pacers a little undersized at times yeah. and now uh, with ness smith playing the four they're very undersized but again that's a function of the current mm-hmm. lineup they have i don't think that's Carlisle's dream rotation but any um i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they dealt dorthey or healed before before mm-hmm. th- or before thursday's deadline I would like it would be if they could get a piece that could be a part of their core, I would, I would love them to make a deal like that. I, I don't know that that's who that would be. I mean, I have a couple of thoughts, but, but we can talk about that stuff later, but um to your point on healed fitting in and how he's fit, he has been a much better playmaker uh, since, yeah. since arriving to the Pacers than what he was in Sacramento. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's, that's an asset. A secondary playmaker sometimes is hard. <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes is hard to uh, find, especially one that shoots mm-hmm. as well as Healed does. So I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. I would like to see them move Healed. I guess because he was of the two, he would be the the one of him and Dorothy. He would be the one that would garner the most assets. But but I don't. You know. That's you know. You you probably hear information. Well, th- you're always going to hear the positive side of things. From the admit it, from yeah the, from oh, the executive now you're good you're good right I got my cat mm. blocked out because I know <laughs> if, I, if I was recording with them they would be they would be rolling in here trying to get up on the table and stuff but
2: mm.
0: but any um any let's let's say any any deals you think they they could make I mean I've got yeah like I, I mean you, I told you look for maybe a so the exercise I sent you was, because I'm going to do mm. the same thing. Is there a buyer trade or is there a seller trade? Is there both? I don't think they're going to be buyers mm. unless something really good comes along. I, I would love it. Right. If John Collins could be involved in some sort of deal for TJ Leaf, that would be great. Wait, that's a different. <laughs> that's a that's a different yeah. uh, part of my brain. I would love it if John Collins could be part of a deal. Um mm-hmm. before they before they really went off the rails at, with Halliburton's injury, I was hoping they were going to get in, involved in the OG Ananobi talks. Um, right. That seemed to be ongoing across the league. Uh, I know that would have excited mm-hmm. you from an IU. Yeah. Bring an, an IU guy in there Yeah, fun. bring an IU guy. Well, it's worked out well, right? I mean, it worked mm-hmm. out pretty well for Victor, at least, you know, until he got injured. It did. It, and did. How that, it did. And how that sour. Maybe one day you can do an expose on mm-hmm. how that got, on how that soured. Uh, but he's not.
1: So we got to talk to him. Quick, quick aside, you know, obviously we got to yeah. talk to him when he came in from Miami. It, it I, I think, but it, it's obviously been funny to like, because I've talked. Um, you know, while Scotty uh, was at the athletic and whatever, you know, and, and mm-hmm. even after that, you know, when both of us got laid off and I was having him on my podcast a lot. Um, We talked a lot of a good bit about Vic. I was just checking in because I was always just fascinated uh, with, with how that was going. And he just but, uh, yeah, uh he just just talked about how he was changing and how he was different. And he wasn't the same guy that he was at IU and obviously he got his money and everything. It was sort of a rising star and it was changing him a little bit um but obviously it seems like the whole thing has kind of brought him back to earth and he obviously looks back at everything and is sort of um you know considers what all he, he lost basically through that injury um but he he seemed very closer to his i guess his old self um uh, when we got to see him in Miami and he was great about talking to us honestly i mean he was slow we had to wait like an hour after game time uh after the game we talked to him and, and shoot around and we talked to him after the game and um but he was really good and he was really honest. And, but he does, like, he's not, I don't think going to get into what went wrong with the Pacers. Like he has his thoughts. He's not going to, you know, it's so will there come a time, will you be able to get him rolling on it if you ask the right question at the right time when he's in the right mind space? Yeah, maybe. Um, But you know, that's feel like that's for a future day. I don't think he's ready there yet and he might just bury it, you know, whatever it is.
0: It'll be a book. He'll write a, end up mm, writing a book, yep.
1: right?
0: The only medium yep. he hasn't done uh-huh. yet?
1: I'd love to write a Vic book. If, if if Vic would write a book with me, I'd love it. I, if yeah. he would sit down for a book me, i agree. Sorry. I've right. always got thoughts on the people who are building next door. Um, where are you? Where, anyway. Where are you living? I'm on the east side in Indy. Okay. Irving, like Irvington? So, yeah.
0: That east or?
1: Uh, not quite that east. Not closer, closer to so down. Yeah. So you're near yeah. East side. Yeah. Yeah. I would be considered some, near East side. Um, so yeah, to go back to your there. question. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, to go back to your question. I think that, you know, I, I think Collins and Ananobi, you know, like I, I think you could play th- this team could play Ananobi at the four. Uh, right, and know, I don't, but
0: I, yeah, he's. I think he's gone. I don't think that's happening. I don't. I mean, I don't. No, know I don't him. think so either.
1: Um, yeah. and, I, and I don't think Collins is happening. I don't think Collins is happening either. Uh, well, I, mean, I think good, someone's gonna get it.
2: We're not saying, a good fit
0: yeah. there with them. I mean, we're not a good fit. They don't need. No. Again, if you're talking about, mm. heel, like, well, so there was a report earlier that Atlanta was looking to get out of his contract, and I yep. was, I was, you know. I'm not anybody who gets to make these decisions, but I was like raising my hand going, we'll take him right here. Um, mm-hmm. Send him up to Indianapolis and have him play with the Pacers. But I think they have since debunked that a little bit, but, but if they're looking forward, you know, if they definitely view him as a plus asset, which I don't know why they wouldn't. I, I it was strange when I read, when I had read that and even heard that it was, they might be trying to get out of his contract. It, that mm. seems strange to me because he is a talent. It's just, the the addition Mm of DeJounte Murray has changed sort of the dynamics of how they score offensively. And he's got fewer touches, but man, he has been pretty versatile for them and probably has improved defensively. But unfortunately, I don't think we're a good, good training partner a good fit right now for what Atlanta would, would need or what Atlanta would want. Probably need is probably the more important part because they would, they Mm -hmm. would need somehow size, right? Who, Or somebody that would de-emphasize the need to have DeAndre Hunter because he just can't seem to stay healthy,
1: and we we can't can't give him that. that Right, no, for sure. I mean, there's I think um, there's some value in having another shooter um, for them. Um, So I I think there's some value for Buddy uh, in terms of somebody can space the floor, you know, for for Trey Young and everything. And and their three point numbers aren't that high despite having Trey Young. Um, So I think that's uh there, there's some value there i mean I if they, I, I if don't they think felt
0: there's... that that would be great that'd be awesome mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly now i mean like to go back to buddy i don't think that i just think it'd be a bad fit for buddy i really do you know oh, in atlanta um, I, yeah.
0: no, I agree yeah, yeah i agree I think-
1: I think it'd be a horrible fit. I think throwing him with Trey would not work. I don't think, you know, that they're going through new management and everything. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me, obviously, for them to move on from from, from Nate McMillan in the not too distant future. Um, that is not a place. Like, I, I, you're not getting the best version of Buddy Heald if you stick him in an unstable situation. Sacramento found that out. You know, um, and if, and the,
0: so The odd thing is, is that there has been some reporting about how much you listen to other to Talking Heads across the league, but yeah, you know, there's some reporting yeah. that uh um Landry Fields is not hanging up on people asking for Trey Young. Well, that would be
1: interesting. Yeah, I mean
0: that wouldn't be for the Pacers. That would be more more of a macro no. league, league-wide league discussion. In a word, we're, we're not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. If
1: someone else is gonna, yeah, I mean I, I don't know who he fits with. Like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like and similar to Kyrie Irving, like like obviously Kyrie brings a whole lot of other baggage uh, beyond what Trey Young does, but just being a high usage, you know, like ball dominant, takes a lot of shots point guard. Um, who do you you know who do you pair him with? Um, basically, yeah. who, who do you who does he slide in with? Um, you know, I don't know if that's a guy that that um, you can do a deadline deal with. You can probably do a summer deal with. Um, right just, when when you're just okay, two franchis- franchises, franchise is just going to make up. Are just going to change the way that they're built. Um, you know that that's yeah, kind we, of the decision you have to make. Who are you? And how do you just totally?
0: Change we are where they were mm-hmm. in the standing. So yeah,
1: you got to trade. You got to be willing to trade. You know, all star quality players. Right. And so, like, who's willing to do that? And that that's kind of a tough call. But yeah, bottom line is it is it's not currently what you would consider a stable situation. So that that's not a place I would want to put Buddy Hield. And if I were Atlanta, I would know that I wasn't getting the best version of Buddy Hield. Uh, if I bring him into that scenario, um, from a purely on court perspective that, you know, they could use some shooting, they could use some threes, um, you know, they could use some size also. Um, but I, I don't think the Pacers are the best possible, um, you know, trade partner there. Yeah. I don't get the impression. And, and I don't think that, you know, like if you get John Collins, John Collins is your big ad and he's taking up a lot of cap space and you know, like you're, if, if that, that's your, that's your big swing. That's, you your know, move. So that's your free yeah, agent. That's your. The Pacers your have always exactly. traded.
0: Yeah, the Pacers have always trade. Some of the bigger trades the Pacers have made or I mean, their their one big signing was was, um, well, I guess they've had they've since had Bogdanovich. They signed him, but up up to Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. their their big signing was David West coming off an ACL tear. You know, they just right. were. They have never been. This is well documented. They've never been a, um, a big franchise destination. John Collins is mm. making – and the Pacers are in a great situation cap-wise. John Collins is making 20 – look, he would have cost certainty until the twenty twenty five. yeah, he's making 25, 26 million a year. And, again, people will say, mm. well, he's not worth that, but we're looking at percentage of the cap versus what they're worth in terms of raw dollars. And mm. I remember when Miles Turner signed his, his first – contract and his first or his, well, his second contract like his first non-rookie contract he was making 18 million people thought he was overpaid and I thought by the end of that thing he won't be overpaid he'll be underpaid John Collins making 25 right. million is is good value for what could be yeah. a, a player who is the Pacers third option second option no third option mm-hmm. by then Matherin will be Maturing and probably be a little bit of a you know, well he's still kind of a big role now, but you know what I mean. He'll be, he'll be, yeah, a he'll be
1: a beast by year two, right, right, yeah. He'll yeah, he'll he be was... he'll be a beast by then, yeah. Like, but you know, I mean, he's really good now. He's going to be by by year two, year three, by year three, he's going to be something. So that's my big something sidetracks. My, him.
0: If but, I was the Pacers, that would be my big swing. My my mm-hmm. small swing would be would would be jared vanderbilt
2: mm-hmm.
0: a guy who can play how how big they list him he's listed i mean he's a guy who can play the full he's a guy who can guard the three he can guard the four uh i know he's available for well i shouldn't say no. it's been reported that he is available you know for yeah. as low as a high first round pick and the pacers they have plenty of those right now but he he would okay. be a now offensively he's his range is limited so there would be some spacing issues there, but I don't think it would be mm-hmm. as such that it would necessarily change how Turner would be used. Um, but I just I would love to see the Pacers go after him. Um, if not if not Collins because I think Vanderbilt can be a piece that can be uh be part of a team that wins, you know, and he does a lot of other yeah. things on on the defensive end of the floor mm-hmm. and, he, and he rebounds really well.
1: Right. No, I think that's a really big key. It's. it's I mean, I think obviously got to get get as as you mentioned, somebody that can defend defend multiple positions. Because I think you know, obviously, you don't want to get somebody that's going to get trapped in the same space that Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson are currently in. Yeah. Um, you know, like you, you don't want to have somebody that's uh tracks along those along those lines. I mean, like he's got similar dimensions, um, which would concern you, but is as you put, it, he he's a guy that actually can get down and defend. You know, where Correct. where you're not. You don't really trust Isaiah um, and you you don't really trust Jalen to guard smaller people really well. Um, yeah. You know, they can do it and stand in front of them, but they're not necessarily um, – you're, you're not going to match them up with those type of guys, it, like uh, somebody that's smaller, especially if you like Neesmith on a four for whatever reason. Um, well, those you know, two, could, yeah, yeah, those about two that could play so
0: together. Like, yeah. yeah, those two could definitely yeah. play together. And, I mean, my, my mm-hmm. thought is Vanderbilt can guard three through five – pretty handily. Mm. If he got caught on switches, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be a liability, at least not in short, at least not in short bursts. I don't think you're ever going to cross match him, cross match him on a two, but you, you do get a situation where if if teams are intent on getting, getting you to switch ball screens, then I I think Vanderbilt handles himself extremely well in that, in that scenario, even, even at a playoff level. And, Mm -hmm. you know, right now he is sort of moved a little bit, out of their rotation, maybe not out of the rotation, but I don't think he's starting anymore. Um, no,
1: he's not starting because Kessler is, yeah. Yeah, they, Kessler. Right. Kessler has played so well. Um, and I mean this, Kessler was dominant uh when they played in Utah. Um, and so the, the when the, the piece rebound game, so it's like you know, you already have Olenek and um Markinen there. So you're so big, you know, and you're 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 so big up front. Um, but Kessler, I mean, like Vanderbilt's fine, but Kessel was the more um, impressive player. I thought, you know, when 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 the Pacers played him in Utah, and, and certainly it seems like the numbers have been there. Um, so yeah, I think that that has led to to him being more than willing to move him, and and they could even you know move one of those guys back uh, onto the bench. Olnik, uh, they could move Olnik back um, and play a little bit smaller. But they're they're capable of playing really really big, and you know again, Kessel was just I think the more. Um, yeah I would that would you be know, just my more dominant
0: player Collins is my is my top get Vanderbilt mm-hmm. is my is my super sleeper be cool to, if we got him because mm-hmm. I think he could be a piece I think he could be yeah you know you'd, you'd, you'd hope that Nesmith could be a little bit more consistent and, and show that he could be consistent mm-hmm. he's still young enough that he's not necessarily a player he's going to be uh, he has yeah. certainly been a great piece Again, a, a, you know, a great a great pickup, you know, by Pritchard of you know sort of viewed as a throw in in that deal, and maybe he was, maybe mm-hmm. he just flat out yeah. was a throw in on the on the 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 uh, the uh, Brogden deal, but man, he's been a, mm-hmm. a nice addition to the team, and and um, but I don't think he's a guy that starts on a championship level, championship competing team. I think he's more of a off the bench guy. And not mm. that Vanderbilt would knock anybody at the socks is off, but everybody needs that
1: role guy, especially defensively. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I like Smith. I think, can start depending on what else you have. I mean, the, the, right. he's not a starting power forward on a championship team. Uh, no. He could start at three. He could start at the three if you've got really good scores at the one, two, and five, and, you know, um, something pretty good at the four. Like, how you talked about is your What's up? How have you felt about his defense? Neismith. pretty good. I mean, he's not locked down, you know, like he he's had some. But I, mean, I think he and I mean, he and Nemhart are getting these assignments. And I think just really learning and growing through each of them, you know, like the, yeah. they're not locking everybody up. I mean, like they're not top five, top 10, 10 defenders in the league. But Nemhart and Nismith are their two best perimeter defenders, you know, and by a, a substantial margin. Like there's there, there is a significant drop off after those two. I think um in terms little, of anybody yeah it's a
0: little scary that,
1: that, yeah that it part is. of
0: it's a little scary
1: it is but they've had their moments uh you know they, they've definitely had stretches where you're like okay that's the, he's really getting up into somebody and like he's willing to be physical with guys you know like he's fearless I think that's one thing that you'd have to say he's not scared of those assignments um you know there, there's days when he's gotten cooked um but for the most part he's at least able to get in there and fight you know like i i think if aaron neesmith guards you 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 come out of it knowing that you got guarded by somebody who can guard now like do you put him on that upper echelon of the ananobis and whatnot no he's not there he's not close to there uh you know he he needs to be better but i think he's growing up a lot and you know again i think with every game they trust him a little bit more Mm -hmm. um you know he got vanderbilt is that guy though
0: Vanderbilt mm-hmm. is that yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: that's true. De-
0: def- defensively. Mm-hmm. Offensively, pretty bad. Right. But, but defensively, look, there was a time mm-hmm. when the Pacers a long time ago dealt Detlef Shrimp for Derek McKee. And mm-hmm. we all hated it because we all, this was late 80s, man. This was a long time ago, early early yeah. 90s. We all hated it mm-hmm. because we all loved Detlef. And, mm-hmm. and no, no different than probably what, Younger people following the Pacers last year felt when Sabonis got dealt, but but the McKee piece because he was so good defensively. I mean, you could put McKee on point guards. I mean, he he could guard right. Tim Hardaway somewhat effectively, and that mm. Tim Hardaway senior, not Tim Hardaway junior. People, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, you probably yeah. know that Tim Hardaway junior's dad was fantastic, uh, but but he could be cross matched. On, on point guards now that was a, a, a time when it wasn't as much ball screen there wasn't as much ball screen stuff it's a lot more isolation stuff than, than what it is mm-hmm. even now it wasn't the, the ball screen stuff is what makes some of that a little bit tougher than what it used to be but but his versatility defensively was what really pushed those pacer teams you know toward you know getting to the you know conference championships towards making runs and obviously they just could never get over the hump as far as actually winning a title. But, but, um, you know, again, those, it was a controversial trade at the time trusted in it. You know, I think that's now he was a lot more accomplished offensively than what Jared Vanderbilt has been thus far in his career. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Vanderbilt coming in and being when I mean, he's basically doing in the NBA, what he did at Kentucky, you know, right. he's, not anything anybody runs anything for. He, anything he gets is because he's, he's that, you know, he turns defense into offense or he turns misses into offense. Uh, but man, mm-hmm. defensively, would just, I mean, again, I'm harping on the two guys that I would love to see the Pacers go after. One would be Collins and a bigger dealer, Vanderbilt, a much smaller one. So mm-hmm.
1: where but are you on Obi Toppin?
0: Uh, I worry about the defensive end of it. And really, look, if you're not going to mm-hmm. fit with Turner on offense, then you mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to really improve the pace for station defensively. Right? I mean I don't know what Ob, how does Obi fit? See this is where you get more of a you're there in the court so you can see things. You probably watch you get a greater sense for how these guys are, especially if they're physical, if they're not like you talked about Nesmith's physicality. That's not something that's mm-hmm. always conveyed through a TV, especially because I'm not usually home when I'm watching it. I'm usually, you know, bellied up mm-hmm. somewhere with a couple friends Um, if it's mm-hmm. not interfering with a high school game, right? I mean, I'll be at a high school right. game tonight. I'll, I won't be watching the IU game tonight probably. Um mm-hmm. Although I haven't finalized that decision yet. But, But beside the point, but I mean, I don't know that he – I don't know what his go-to is offensively and defensively. He has been – Very, very questionable. Mm. So my answer is I don't think it'd be a great fit. Now, if they could get him cheap, then maybe. But I definitely wouldn't trade for him thinking um, he is that piece. This fixes all your problems now. Correct. Mm -hmm. Or that fixes any of them. I mean, he's basically – he's an upgrade from Jalen – you know, he's an upgrade from Jalen Smith. But – it's the same issues that Jalen has Jalen can't guard. It's probably better suited guarding the five. Right. Yeah. And while he is probably better facing the basket offensively than what they thought when they got him. I mean, I don't even, I think they just took him because they took the asset to take him. I mean, basically they Mm -hmm. Phoenix gave him paid the Pacers to take him just like they paid the Pacers to take TJ Warren a few years earlier. Uh, right. I, I just don't think that he, he doesn't make the Pacers better. He doesn't make the Pacers different. How about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I just see the body and think it can rebound. I think that's sort of my thing is just like, it's, I just don't see the body type on this team. And well, I like, yeah. probably give him more credit for that reason. It, like he like, on, on the ground, he might not be as impressive and just in terms of like being, being able to stay in front of guys and whatnot. But, like, it just seems like they need, you know, they need more in the air, I guess is sort of my point. You know, but they, they need somebody to get, get around there and and just throw people around. Because, I mean, Smith, I think, fights for rebounds. I mean, I, I don't think he's a guy that – I don't think he's a bad rebounder. He's just not tall. You know, I think they should need somebody that's tall and wide and has some muscle that can throw somebody around. You know, and that that's sort of and, – and I think you can get him cheap because, I mean, he's only playing 15, 16 minutes a game. Right, like not even that well, really, you know. I mean, so here's my concern. Like here's my
0: concern on that. Jalen Smith averaged eight and a half rebounds a game the first month of the year. Well, which would mm-hmm. be the first half month of the season. He averaged six and a half rebounds a game in in November, playing a full slate of games. Yeah, he's not
1: a bad rebounder. It's just uh, I, I, I mean, again, I look at it. I think. A game. Right.
0: So. That's decent volume. He had an 18-rebound game in November. He had an 11-rebound oh, game. And then since then, his numbers have dropped off in terms of playing time, and I think a lot of that is obviously the defensive side of the ball. Now, sure. how much extra did he – I can't remember when Turner got hurt, what what group of games he missed. Um. I guess it was probably early in the year. Maybe they're, they're, right? I mean
1: they they were spread out. You know, you had the yeah. three around when Halliburton got hurt because that was when he had his back spasms. Um, that was when Nembhard went out and
0: dropped 31 on Golden State, too, right?
1: Yeah, Miles missed that one, but I mean, like the, the other ones have been sporadic. There was like yeah. back spasms cost him like three. The ankle cost him like four at the beginning of the year, and there have been just sort of random kind of one offs. And that was one of them. The Golden State one was a one off for Miles. I can't remember what he had. Might have been a four, I think Smith. I don't know.
0: Rebounds. Uh, I mean Smith can't get on the floor because he he just they have decided. I don't know that they've said this mm-hmm. publicly, but it looks like they have decided Smith's minutes are going to be tied to when Turner's not in the game. Right. They they don't seem to ever be viewing him as a four anymore because defensively yeah. it's a struggle. I don't know that Toppen mm-hmm. changes that. So is he just a what does he do better? Is there something he does better than Jalen Smith? I don't. I haven't looked at his numbers. You, you can answer that if you want. <laughs> if you, yeah, you I don't. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I don't, I don't know off the top. Like from a, from a number standpoint, you know, like, I mean, he I mean, strikes me as a more he's available. Guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. He's available. He is averaging. Okay, he probably. Sh- I mean, he's probably shoots better from the three point line than what mm-hmm. Jalen Smith does, but it's still at a pretty low volume, to where right. You're not sure. And and, and the Knicks okay. run a very different different offensive system than what the Pacers are running. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't the highest volume from three he's shot so far this year. I haven't looked previous years is just at four and a half attempts a game from the three point line. He shot thirty-three point eight percent. So his takeaway those three games in that he played three games in December. I'm not counting those, where he only shot one for eight his highest his highest volume was his lowest percentage by a wide margin his lower volumes have been shot 46 percent in February at 2.2 attempts per game and those like those are the only shots he was getting well that's not hold on he averaged 4.8 points per game but he's playing less than Jalen Smith right now
1: yeah that's well, a team
0: something. that I think needs—I right, it does. But it, it, that's also though a team that needs—they, you know—they kind of. Well, I don't know how they view Randall.
1: Well, they view—I mean, they they use Randall. He's their
0: four. four. Yeah, he is their four, and they run—they do run some offense through him. Uh, I mean, Topping would be available if, like, if they could get him for a value. Yeah, any—I any, think any trade you can make that you can be a value play, unless it screws up your chemistry. You know, I would. I'm always in favor of improving your assets. Um, as much as I hate, I think this term gets overused by a couple people that I listen to. Con- at that point, you're just taking extra bites of the apple, right? You're Why not see if it can work or be something different? I just don't view him any differently than Jalen Smith.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I think like, again, I mean, I probably am just giving too much credit to the body type because I'm not watching him very closely. But you just look at Obi and just see a wider body. Where like yeah. Jalen, I mean Jalen's name is actually sticks, and that's how he looks. You know, uh, yeah, he's like listed two
0: fifteen. Toppin's listed two twenty. That doesn't mean that's their actual playing weight. That doesn't also. Yeah, I was gonna say those aren't proportion. always right. And like you look at the way Obi's
1: right. built, and you look at the way that Jalen's built, and it doesn't like I I I don't believe I don't believe any the one that says that like they are the same height and Obi's only five pounds heavier. I I I, I do not buy that. Yeah,
0: no, I I would agree. <laughs> I find I, that impossible. I, I still would think that Obi is just Jalen. I mean, I I would rather them make that move where you know, uh, again, assuming that such a move would be available at a, at a, at a price that they like. I'd rather – again, I'm back to mm-hmm. the Vanderbilt thing. We know what he can do defensively. And he's listed at 6'9". What's he listed at? 6'9". Oh, hell, of course he didn't play that. Of course he didn't play that game. I had a Utah box score open, trying to figure out who they started the yeah. last few games, and he didn't play in the one that's sitting up here. So he's listed. Vanderbilt's listed at two fifteen. Yeah. Or okay.
1: I think he's he might be a little bit bigger than that too. So.
0: Well, and again,
1: his value is
0: guarding, being able to guard people out on the floor. And that's where Jalen struggles. And that's where I think Obi Toppin struggles too. But but I don't watch Obi play 60 games a year or 65 games a year like I do. Obviously, Pacers. I don't see every Pacer game, but but a lot of them I do figure out one way or another to watch it. Right. To me, they're more appointment viewing than Indiana games are, it's just in my, like IU games are in my, in my head, except for the IU Purdue game. Right. Um, oh, no, absolutely. I mean, again, the knock on Vanderbilt is he's just a non factor uh, outside the paint offensively. And how that would mesh. I mean, I would have faith in Carlisle to get it done. But anybody else you like? So, Obi is a guy you like, basically. If that's what you're saying.
1: I mean, I'm interested. I, I think I've, I'm probably giving him too much credit, but it just seems like one, it seems like an easy. It seems like you can get him cheap. He needs to move. Uh, yeah, he I mean, does. I, I am probably. There's probably too much in my mind's eye of that Dayton run, uh, you, you know, the, the Dayton team that will be lost to uh, the ages because of COVID. Uh, did you interact you with know, Jared Wells at
0: all? Did you interact at all with Jared no. Wells when he was working for Rivals? He would love the free OB. So. He would be a big free OB guy. He's <laughs> all about Obi topping He was. He loves Obi Uh
1: He's. I want. I mean, I. He's definitely got that I want to see someplace else. I mean, whether it's the Pacers, I don't know, but like, uh, I mean, I think he's, I mean, if you're the Knicks, I think you, you, you got to spring him loose. Cause it's just like, and and you got to sort of hope that people will still view, you know, what he was as a college player. The fact that he was a top 10 player as worth something. And you're saying, Hey, like, I'm just burying this guy. Cause I've got Julius Randall, you know, like he's just never going to play a front of Julius Randall, you know, like maybe he can do something for you. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that one works on the cheap you know like and and vanderbilt might work on the cheap you know now there's all i've I've also seen a deal that sends vanderbilt to the knicks and top Mm -hmm. into the jazz yeah so you know that one that could happen that they could like easily move and 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 you could slide vanderbilt in behind randall and and he could still get pretty good minutes and and you know bounce around a little bit and get some minutes behind barrett you know at the three even if you if you you know view it that that's way or or get on robinson the five i mean like that's timbs's de- love he, of defense. he could be a more i think what's that i said that's
0: Tim's that? love love of defense plus that's the mm-hmm. caa guys trying to basically make the new york knicks kentucky east yeah <laughs> to some degree that's the I'm joke sure
1: they, i mean i'm sure they'd love to do yeah
0: for right sure. But I think their belief in Randall and maybe their belief in Randall was, was, was uh, expedited by the fact that they couldn't get a whole lot in trade value for him last year. Because Two years ago, he was great last year. He was, he was a dog. He was not very good. And this year he's back to playing the way he was two years ago, at least the, the efficiency wise. But yeah, I mean, Ty, look right. and Typen's contract would be as such that if the Patriots felt like they could take a, take a swing at him. I, I wouldn't blame them for going after that's, I, I, again, I just think that I wonder where he makes him different. I wonder where he makes him better. And those are the two, when I, when I put my teams together and I get down to the last couple of spots, that's those the two questions I asked. Does he make us different? Does he mm. make us better? And, right. and the, the implication there is, if he makes you different, then he gives you something you didn't already have. So by extension, he makes you better. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I don't know where OB falls into that, but you know, again, that's any, – anybody else in your mind that you would you would target if you were the Pacers, considering they're probably – if they are – if they do buy – what? If they buy – if they make a deal, they're trading Gila Duarte or one of those
1: picks, right? Right. They've yeah, Gila Duarte,
0: one
2: of
1: those picks. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Daniel Tice. Um, you yeah. Know, obviously, that would be on a smaller time scale. So he um, would have been the guy man. that gets
0: put in a bigger deal if they were like for John Collins, for example. If if, if sure. the Pacers yeah. in Atlanta could agree on a structure for John Collins, Daniel Tice will be contract filler in that deal, one hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. And and he knows that. When you get, we you know when you're paid nine million a year, you you tend to be a little bit more pliable than you know than than most. Um, you talked sure. about a guy that, when I mean, he was definitely thrown in. A, you know, he had, was thrown into that Brogdon deal. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if they were to make a big deal like that, for co- like a Collins-type deal, you can bet Tice is going somewhere. But I would agree that Tice will end up somewhere. And, and there is – I would imagine there are contenders who would value that extra
1: body. Oh, sure. No, I think Tice can – you know, I mean, he's been useful. He's been useful, useful on those Boston teams. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, when he's been – obviously, he's – They've moved him around, they they traded him and brought him back. Um, but, but you know, I mean, like for for the minutes he gave, I thought he was he was useful. I thought he was valuable. He rebounds, he screens. You know, I mean, is he the best defender in, in the world? No, but he can he can he can get down and defend in the ball screen, you know. Um, like it, he's still, I think, figuring out this offense, figuring out this defense, figuring out his pieces. But it's just like, you know, it 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 does you 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 watch out there and you see kind of the value of like there's still some value. Um, to muscle in this game you know yeah. like it's it, it while, while it's being more spaced out and it's more about athleticism and you know spacing the floor and whatnot um, someone's still got to go get the get the basketball when it comes off the rim and you know and someone's got to be able to box out and you know like if you're going to run all these ball screens well someone's got to set a ball screen and you know like you're better at setting a ball stream when you can, you know, when the guy runs into you and you're a brick wall. Uh, you know, like obviously, you're you're you might not be as effective as a role guy, uh, in that circumstance, you might not be as fast, but like, you know, if, if you're getting screened by Daniel Tice, you are feeling it, you are waking up with that awareness tomorrow morning. Um, so I, I mean, I think he's done some good things, uh, in, in these games. I mean, like, I, I don't think. He's not obviously not a long term, you know, deal for yeah. them because they they I think have to see what they have in Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson and and work on developing those guys. Um, and you don't want to clog up too much space for them as far as minutes are concerned because you know that's whatever is behind Miles. Um, you know they're really trying to duel out eighteen minutes a game between behind three guys right now, or among three guys right now. And some you know it's just what's happening. It's just one guy's just not playing, uh, and maybe two guys aren't playing. But so there's a value, but I think he, there absolutely are minutes and a a value, you know, to a contending team for Daniel Tice.
0: Denver would be a team that could use him. Yeah. For, uh, I think
1: that, uh, yeah, behind, yeah, they don't
0: really have anybody. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they, if those minutes all go to Aaron Gordon, you know, they stagger him a little bit, but a Zeke Najai, Trade, along with, say, maybe Ish Smith for a contract filler for, uh mm. I mean, the is 22. They kind of had some hopes for him this year. He's not really panned out. I'm trying to look mm. at his game logs to see can tell you're not vibing that one. I mean, he had some he had a decent stretch, probably when Jokic was missing some games, but he was like he played. He was definitely playing consistently to begin the year. Um varied production, varied levels of production. I that's just a young mm. another young player. Again, that would be that would be somebody that would fit it. He would be like a different version of Jalen Smith. Like, he's listed six nine, two forty. Right. I have no I have no clue how good he is defensively. I would imagine mm. if he was a plus defender, he would play more. So that could sure. be my answer, right? Because right now he's not getting many minutes. He hasn't played double digit right. minutes. Since oh wait, no, that was the be- oh god, dang dang on it. My bad, dude. Um <laughs> sports re- or basketball reference has their game logs flipped. So their earlier games are mm. at the top. So he actually has played a lot more lately. A lot more lately. His minutes are damn near triple since the beginning of the year. I mean, he's getting a lot of 20, anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes a game for them right now. So maybe they value him more mm. than I thought.
1: But... Yeah, I think did he did he start when Jokic was out? Is that right? Am I right about that?
0: Um let's see how many games started does he had?
1: He's had five starts this year. So I would say yes. Right, that makes sense. I think that's right now that now that you mentioned, it, I think he did. I think he was the starter because Joker didn't play when they played against – when the Pacers played against him in Denver.
0: I'm trying to think.
1: I think he did start. Well, in Denver?
0: Yeah. So if he started that game, he scored – he was seven points, three rebounds. Not great. Next night, OKC, 12 points, 10 rebounds. But he has been, you know, he's played 19 minutes, 19 minutes, 15 minutes, 13, 16, 26, 27, 24, 22, then 9, 3, 17, 13, and 23. Those are his minute, his minutes played. I'm cutting the seconds off of those numbers, but those are his minutes played this month. Well, mm-hmm. Jan- January through today. Right. Much more than what he played earlier in the year. But, yeah, that would be somebody if if they wanted a veteran backup center, if you're talking about um if you're talking about Daniel Pice, I don't know who else would be out there I don't know I you know who I'd love to see him get Trey Murphy too from New Orleans.
1: That's not a bad one either.
0: The the That's way from a wing one. perspective, John Collins and Vanderbilt would be my four. Like if we were gonna give Pacers were gonna go out and find maybe a decent long-term piece, I think Vanderbilt could be here for the long term. The long-term mm-hmm. piece at the three would be Trey Murphy from from New Orleans. But again, I you know, I don't know what the fit would be from a trade perspective wise, because if New Orleans makes any deal, I think if they make any big deal, I think it's to add either a superstar or a legitimate point guard who mm-hmm. would or, or wouldn't necessarily start. Like they've been mentioned in Van Bleet discussions. And probably he would start, he would bump McCallum over and they would probably take Herb Herb Jones to the bench uh, mm-hmm. when they were fully when they were fully healthy, but that was one that I wanted. It, it, of course, the other one was Kyle Kuzma, and I'd be anxious to see if they actually resign him. They obviously they dealt Hachimura, thinking they would resign him, but I'm not sure. Right. I don't think anybody knows what Kuzma thinks.
1: <laughs> no. But, no, I don't think that that's that's not an easy man to figure out.
0: No. Well, and he's I value. I would have loved like when they were talking about making deals. Last year, Turner, I was thinking he could go, can't remember if this was before they got Perzingis or not. Thinking Turner to Washington in a trade with Kuzma as as the, as the base structure. How that worked contract wise or what each of them thought value wise, I don't know. But but that's I, I would have loved to have had Kyle Kuzma play with Sabonis. Again, Kuzma yeah, could that, play the four. Those two would fit. Yeah, that was good fit. fit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that works out really well. I, I Pacers made the right deal. I mean, and over litigate, relitigating the obvious. There, he's or Halliburton is fantastic, and and Miles Turner has has played that role extremely well.
1: Mm. They, yeah, they, no, no, I mean, it is. A, it's a truly remarkable trade. It's it's a truly mar- remarkable trade that can work out that well for both parties Um because. They needed, you know, like the Kings needed a big like Sabonis and, Mm -hmm. you know, they needed, I think, to make a decision between Halliburton and Fox and the Pacers needed to make a decision between Sabonis and Turner and they needed a real point guard who could, uh, who could push. And so, I mean, I think both Fox and Halliburton needed to be lead guards. You know, I don't think it was, I mean, I'm sure they could win together on some level, but not like they could win separately. Not Uh, right now. You know, with with, being being paired with a big. Yeah, with each of them being paired with a big, uh, that that can really do something. You know, I, I you know, as Sabonis for better player, yes, but I think Halliburton's the better player than Fox. Um, not by a drastic amount in either case, but um, it, I, and I think they both fit. The fit works in each case.
0: I, know, think I think Halliburton's the, the better really- the better piece. Mm-hmm. You think Sabonis is the better?
1: Yeah, and Halliburton is the guy that can, and and, and Halliburton from a personality standpoint is just such mm-hmm. a guy that you can build around. I mean, it's just going to be a, um, and, and not not there's anything wrong with Fox, but, you know, I, I think that uh, just, just Halliburton as a face of a franchise uh, is going to be, you know, I mean, I, I, you're starting to see it now. If you've been pay- paying attention to this guy, like mm-hmm. Pacers fans are just going to enjoy him for a long, long time you know, from how good he is, just, just from a, you know, from, from a skill standpoint, he's got flash, he's fun, but he's just, he's a good dude. And he's, you know, like he, um, you know, he, he's, he's going to be attractive as a a superstar for other stars to want to play with. Right. You know, like and that is going to be, be, he makes people better. He does. He makes people better. That's that's
0: hard quality to find. And it's, it's, um, mm-hmm. oh. I love the muck. I mean, I love when the Pacers picked up Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know in arrears now who he made better. You know, he's very right. good at his position. Obviously, he still, you know, he struggles with injuries. Um,
1: he's a, he's like, a good piece where he is. He really is. He's a, he's, a he's a great, piece, in Boston. Right. Yeah.
0: But he, I don't know who he really made better. And that's a mm-hmm. pretty, that's a pretty abstract concept to some degree, but it's it's clear that Halliburton. Well, you look at you know, and I don't. We've been doing this for an hour now, so we probably need to wrap up. But look at Nesmith's Ooh, numbers yeah. with without Halliburton versus with Halliburton. And if anybody got hurt by Halliburton not playing, it was it was Nesmith. Mm-hmm. So just the 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 ability to create openings, not just create them, but also find them and And hitting him mm-hmm. on target on time on target, um, yeah, I mean halliburton is is masterful at it. he's one of those dudes yeah. that makes me rethink the concept of don't jump to pass it's yeah. uh it's mm-hmm. don't jump to make a decision. It's okay to jump to pass, but don't jump mm-hmm. to make a decision but but you also have to buy, have the right. body control and the vision that a, that a kid like that has so
1: and, and, and being six five helps, yeah, it does yeah. Like, all of those, all I love of those the, pieces. and with for with long gumby arms, yeah, that also helps.
0: If if last thing, unless you unless there's something mm-hmm.
1: else you wanted to touch on.
0: If 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 the Pacers go six and six in Halliburton's absence, and Nemhart is the reason why they do that, because he played well when Halliburton missed a couple games earlier in the year, and he has been right, a he, fun. Yeah, the I mean, is,
1: team game, mm-hmm.
0: you look to deal him in a in a in a package to improve your front court. You don't have to comment on if you don't want to. I don't know how people
1: view. I don't you, think they would. I, I, come, I mean, guys that cover
0: it, you don't ever have to answer any question I ask because you got to go stand. Oh, turn sure, no, I mean, I mean,
1: like uh, it's all speculation. I mean, they wouldn't, you it know, is. like a, a, we're all guests.
0: I mean, it would be um, a compliment to him
1: because it's just trying it's trying to get in kevin pritchard's head and like right absolutely. you know if, if 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 kevin had told me off the record like that there's an answer i wouldn't tell you um right. but he didn't uh right uh, but you know if, if i had posed this hypothetical and i knew the answer from kevin pritchard you know i would not say that pritchard told me this i might hint at it but then i but i have not had any conversation like that i mean maybe I, the the bottom line is they really like him. I mean, they mm-hmm. really like him. I know uh, Toronto and, does too. Yeah,
0: I know Toronto does yeah. too. So, so where I was going with this,
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs> where I was, there where are, I was there going. There with are there are teams that really. Yeah, if if OG, there you go. Well, if, if, they gotta tra- if
0: they get rid of them, they were in a place and if, o-
1: if if they could get OG with Nemhard, then then yeah, I think they'd do it.
0: Well, it'd I, be Nemhard two do picks. It. It would be Nemhard right. two
1: for. If, I mean, if, if Nemhard was enough to get it over the top to get them OG, would they be willing to move Nemhard? Yes. The bottom line is they value him and they value him a lot. Uh, is, is and and they value him for the future. They love what he gives them on defense. They love his ball handling. They love his maturity. Um, you know, Carlisle just adores him. Um, and I really do think you. like, yeah, I, I I really do think that, um. Carlisle has definitely uh, – I, I wouldn't use the phrase bent Pritchard to his will. I don't think that's fair. Um, but I absolutely – I found it very interesting to hear Carlisle or Pritchard um, parrot a lot of things that Carlisle has said throughout the year. Um, I, I think that it has been a um, – I, I I think Pritchard has been very convinced of the value of some of these guys. Now on the flip side, you know Pritchard Pritchard wanted Nemhard. You know Pritchard yeah. and that
2: you know because
1: Carlisle will say over and over again how great of a job the scouting department did in, in pushing for Nemhard, um, mm-hmm. and because Carlisle Carlisle loves him, just absolutely loves him. So the the they they have a lot of faith in him. And so the bottom line is to move Nemhard. They they would only move Nemhard if they really felt like they were getting something big. Now that so the bottom line is they would. Um, right. if they felt like they were getting a plus plus player. And I think OJ OG, OG falls in line of being a plus plus yeah. player. Um yeah. and, and I would have thought so so because so, they're uh, yes, they want to move
0: they, on from Bamble. So if you do that, yeah. they need a point. Yeah. along with two yeah. picks. I think That's it, that's for the line. But that was again before they went one and eleven
1: yeah um so i i so i i think if you're toronto you're a little bit less ready to put the keys in his hand uh right you know long term after that um mm-hmm. because it's just
2: I he's not 30
1: 31 and 13 in golden state every night you know no. obviously you saw that uh, right that was that, was, that was, fun. was a magical night and he doesn't have that in him all the time and then he turned you know, around and beat the lake what's that Yeah, before that. Yeah, yeah.
0: that was before it was. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. That was before that. They still had Tyrese that night. He he guarded. So that was on that same trip. But it was Lakers was the beginning of the trip. Um, The groin thing happened for Tyrese. He played through a sore groin uh, for like a game, and then I think it was over the weekend that acted up on him because then they had Portland and Golden State in a back to back. And, yeah, like, basically, he got up the morning of the Portland game was like, yeah, you know, he played through Utah. Yeah, he played through Utah yeah. on a sore groin, you know, was okay, and then woke up the next morning and wasn't good, you know, didn't feel good. Um, and was a lot more sore for Portland. So they said, okay, we're we'll give you two games off. Uh, Nemhard had 16 and eight against Portland, and then he had 31 and 13 against Golden State. And like so, but but on the like earlier in that road trip, you know, Nemhard six to three in LeBron's face. I think he had 12 that night, and he did a good job of defending LeBron, too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, so he's he's good. That was all
0: he's. I love, I mean, I love that they they got him. Um, well, look, Carlisle is before coming to the Pacers, notorious for not playing young guys so this right. is for that reason and the size factor alone this is probably one of the strangest starting lineups in the nba right now i mean they're effectively starting <laughs> sure. four guards d- depending on how mm. con- you know how concrete you feel about nesmith's position he, he's a, he's a wing so at worst they're starting two guards and two wings uh, along two with, guards two
1: wings and yeah and and not and not, fact, and not you know, big wings either
0: no not big wings either no 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 and then Again, Carlisle playing young guys, I think people would have bet the farm that he wouldn't have that he wouldn't have necessarily embraced a lineup like that, and he's absolutely done a brilliant job with it. And he, I mean, mm-hmm. he's—I don't think anybody would question that he wouldn't do a great job with it. Just that he was just playing playing young players was never his thing in, in Dallas. I don't know what yeah. it was like when he was here before as the Pacers head coach, but those teams were so damn good you mm-hmm. everything was focused on winning
1: yeah no i mean he he's aware that it's different yeah yeah like exactly like when I mean, those those teams could go after titles and that's not where the pacers are right. um but i mean i think he's aware of the youth but i think he likes the youth i i think um and i'll i'll i close they're this i gotta roll they're fun they're
0: fun yeah they're fun i think he
1: i do think this team has um and obviously i didn't know him before um but i i, I think this team has definitely re-energized him um, you know, I mean, like he, he, he's, he doesn't overdo things. Like he does delegate from as a coaching perspective, I mean, He's not a, you know, work 24 hours a day type of guy at this point, he he can put other people in charge of things and, you know, is willing to, to, you know, leave for his daughter's, you know, captaincy thing or, or you know, senior night and, and leave for, you know, Paul Silas's funeral and, and stuff like that. Like he, he's willing to put people in charge and, and, and let them do things. But I do think he connects with Tyrese. He connects with a lot of these players. And uh I, I think he he the, the young guys and the fact that they like each other and they're fun and they're smart um from a basketball perspective, I think really have uh given him a really fun challenge at this point in his career. Um yeah. and I think he really enjoys it and I think he's fought for it. I mean, he 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 uses the phrase fight for the culture, and I think I think he's Looked at it as um, he needs. I I think he's felt like he had to prove it to the you know um, upper management that these guys are worth keeping, um, mm-hmm. and this is um, a culture worth keeping. And I think he's made the case, and I think uh, he's convinced Kevin Pritchard of it. I, I don't think Kevin Pritchard was a tough sell. Um, no, I, I don't. think well, they, back they, at Yeah, that, they could go either.
0: Think, they came into this year. They could go either direction. So they could. I think, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. we all kind of thought they were. You know, lose for Wimby, but mm-hmm. players don't lose. Players don't tank games. Front offices tank games. They 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 tank rosters yeah. and to
1: lose games. And mm-hmm. you I can't I, ask players to tank game. You no, can't absolutely ask players not. To tank games.
0: And I just all the different trade speculations around Turner was none of it was ever appealing. There were a couple of a couple of maybe offers that were. Well, yeah, they could do that, and of course, I had in my head what I would do, but but none of the none of the national talking heads—they all had him for going like a bad draft pick or a you know some sort of you know like the Daniel Tice type trades. I'm like, no, they're not. God, I hope they yeah. don't do that, and they haven't.
1: Yeah, and they and they've you're been. You're looking rewarding. at the Lakers' first round picks that are going to be almost outside this group's window. You know, I mean, right. like that, that you're looking at you know, so far distant and, and you just yeah, cannot. Answer, the, right. You cannot like, uh, it's nice that they're not protected, but you can't presume that the Lakers are going to suck in 2027. Like you can't presume that. Right. You know, I, I like, fully agree. If, I was if, not interested in that trade. If at all. you're under operating on the assumption that like, all right, like LeBron retires sometime between now and then. Um, still LA. Yeah. It's still LA. Like they're going to go get something. You know, like I just I as much as they're in a weird position of writing this out where it stands and deciding whether or not they're going to try to make one more run while LeBron still wants to play, um, you know, and what that takes and who that would require and, and what kind of assets that would be like. You know, when LeBron calls it a day, there's going to be a complete reshuffling, and the Lakers are going to have to reconsider where they're at, and they're going to go get guys. <laughs> you know, well, and they're and and their they're cap situation, a bunch of money and a bunch of people, and so it's like if your 2027 pick is coming at 25th, and you traded, you know, a top 10 center for that, what? <laughs> like, yeah, they're and they're set up cap wise.
0: That when yeah. LeBron's gone, they're they can cut and run, mm-hmm. and and start over and they'll be down for a year but they'll find pieces but hey dustin i'll let you go
1: do not Uh, presume they're gonna be bad for six years you just can't
0: correct i fully agree i thought those picks were fool's gold for and and Mm -hmm. you even brought up a better uh, an even better point of, they would be outside of the window for you know i mean they would be outside of the window for this core and I, I didn't right. even go there in my head. Uh, I just was like, I, di- I didn't know that those picks necessarily are a lock. I know that again, national media talks about how great those picks are going to be. I mean, they're going to be better than what they were, you know, going to be here for the next couple of years. But but I don't know that that's again, that's where the Pacers are right now anyway, middle of the pack. And I don't, yeah. I don't think you trade a piece like Turner thinking you're going to be, you know, get middle of the pack back. You you want to get value yeah. for him, or you want to get to the point where you can use picks to to get value. And I don't think those picks are it. So
1: no, same. All right,
0: man. Well, same I way. I appreciate it. I let you go. I know you. We both have said we got to get running hmm. here, but um, the, uh Good luck this week. Keep your cell phone going because who knows the Pacers are going. This Sounds. is a great time of year. Yeah. I love I love mean, I love trade deadline season. It's between that and. Mm-hmm. Combination of that and Twitter are just gold, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll be, I'll be glued to my timeline Thursday for sure. So, Dustin, I appreciate no, it. Man. Absolutely,
1: thank you. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me.